This episode of The Sleeper and the Bus is brought to you by Out of the Park Baseball 19, the best baseball strategy game ever made. Available now on PC, Mac, and Linux platforms. It's officially licensed by MLB and the MLBPA, allowing you to take any team from any era, from any level, and run it the way you want with unprecedented depth, control, and authenticity. New features for this year include dramatic 3D ballpark and player improvements, an all-new tournament mode, allowing for infinite combinations, all new scouting systems, significant AI adjustments based on the latest trends, and so much more. Even better, if you order now through the Sleeper in the Bus podcast, you'll receive a special 10% discount off the retail price of $39.99 by going to OOTP Developments and clicking on the order banner. Just enter the code SLEEPER19 at checkout. Once again, just go to OOTPDevelopments.com, click on the order banner, then enter the code SLEEPER19 at checkout for a special discount that helps support the Sleeper in the Bust. Thanks. Welcome to episode 602 of The Sleeper in the Bust. It is Friday, September 21st. I'm your host, Paul Spore, and I'm joined by Justin Mason. Justin, what's going on? The Browns won a football game. They sure did. Holy smokes. Congrats to them. Listen, I know we, uh, you know, uh, baseball show, we mix in football every once in a while. My dad's diehard Browns fan, so. Oh, is he? That's good. Good oh, for yeah. him. Yeah, I didn't know they like, still existed. Yeah, diehard Browns fan, diehard Lions fan. What a couple of losers we are. We just sit around crying all fall and winter like a couple of dorks named Paul Spore because uh, I'm named after my father. Uh, thankfully, I didn't pick all his all his teams, though, because I don't know how he got Cleveland. I think he did it to like, go against my grandpa, like one of those things, because my grandpa was a Lions fan. You know how sometimes you either go with your father's and pick. the Browns were good at one point. Exactly. Well, so were the Lions. They were both like winning. I don't believe that. NFL championships or whatever it was back in the day before it was the Super Bowl. I swear. I swear. But anyway, we're a day before fall. We are, you know, summer's closing, man, and it's the saddest time of the year for me in terms of that because I love the summer, but it's also a great time. It's so I'm really conflicted because this really is a great time. You and I b- both uh, enjoy football as well. We baseball is baseball is my number one. Is it your number one as well? Uh, like in terms of sports, of just loving it. Yeah, just loving in, it. In terms of like the game itself, it's football for me is number one. I grew up playing it. Played high school, uh, played a little bit of college, college yep. um, uh, coached it. Uh, but in terms of fantasy, baseball is my number one. So, so it kind of flips flops from like actual enjoyment of watching uh, to uh, fantasy a little bit. So however you slice it, it's our top two sports. And, and football is obviously amping up baseball uh, into their regular season. Baseball is winding down their regular season, but then getting into what should be an amazing October. I am so excited for oh, the playoffs. God, I think yeah, it's going to be – playoffs this year are going to be amazing. They, I just think they're going to be so, so fun. Uh, but we also have uh, you know fantasy leagues coming down to the wire. Listen, this is going to be – this episode here, we're going to be talking about the two early mocks that, that you've started. You have – nine leagues going uh we have lots to talk about with them uh, i just don't think there's anything we can give you guys if you have individual questions hit us up on twitter we're both always down to answer i feel like we do a pretty good job answering as many uh, as we can and you know if one of us answers first the other either chimes in with an i agree or or adds their answer if you got individual questions like that that's going to be the best way we can help you at this point. There's not any wide sweeping things, you know, uh, uh, get this guy or get this guy. It's the final week. And I know some of you guys are are agonizing over every uh, Nolan Arenado. Oh, for the 
I have come around on head to head in how fun it is and how management of it. It, it can be really fun. I, I really do believe that. But this is when I would think I would hate it. Now, I'm not in a finals, but this is when it would kill me, is when you are coming down to it and you do have somebody like Nolan Arenado who's hitting 160 in his last six games, four for 25, um, and he you know, happens to have the bad luck of being in San Francisco and in L.A. against the Dodgers, uh, You know, doesn't get that good home park of his. That's when it's so tough. And, and, you know, you're just seeing your stars kind of fall um, and then, you know, random, random clowns. Are you like, you're like, should I start this guy? You know, should I start Ryan O'Hearn? Uh, yeah, because he's been so great. So listen, good luck to everyone. Again, we'll answer questions on Twitter. I'll have my chat later today, but this is going to be focused on the two early mocks that you're doing. And uh, they've been a lot of fun. They've really been a lot of fun so far. And I think uh, our own Jeff Zimmerman gave the the entire group a real kick in the pants that they needed uh kind of having a a a little bit of a rant on uh letting things auto don't sign up for something if you can't do it there's no shame in saying i just can't do it but then don't sign up for it and let picks get autoed and since about the time that he put it i don't think there have been many autoed picks so i think the message was received i'm actually in a league league two and uh, i'll put the link to the uh, adps you guys can check them out uh, where we haven't had an auto pick. So good good on my group. Uh, we're out here doing well. We've had some auto cues, which is fine. Like If you have a cue, that's totally fine. But when it just picks the top guy, you can kind of bastardize the uh, the ADPs, and that's a problem. So we're going to talk about a couple of things today. I want to get in. You're ha- you have multiple teams. So I'm going to let you kind of give an overview of your teams. Then we'll talk about my team. Then we're going to talk some interesting uh, ADPs here because we got a bunch of them. And frankly, the bulk of them are hitters. Because I find that those are the most interesting ones right now that I want to bounce some uh, some thoughts off with you. And so let's get into your first team. What, what is your number one team? You're in League One, right? Yeah, I'm in I'm in League One. Let's see. That I believe is the one I've got right in front of me. Uh, I have Vado Odor. Wait, wait. Uh, where'd you pick? Where'd you pick from? Oh, uh, I picked from. Let's see. Uh, the fourth slot, I believe. Okay. In this league. Um, yes, yeah, because I ended up with uh, Lindor uh, as, as my f- uh, fourth overall pick, which I was ecstatic about. I love Lindor. Yes. Um, I have no problem with where he's going uh, in the top three to four picks. So uh, I think he is an absolute stud. I was big on him coming into the season, got him in a number of leagues, and uh, I'm going to be big on him again next year. And But I think everybody will. Like I, I don't think there's this is going to be a controversial thing. I, I don't know where his ADP is probably bring that in front of me but i'm sure it's it's, it's fourth so. he's part of the consensus there that we have a pretty tight group um i think the top five is about locked down as trout bets ramirez lindor arenado you can kind of mix them up a bit here and there and i think but other I, guys will jump into that five slot we'll talk about one of my teams here where i believe i took uh, i guess i yeah I, I took uh trey turner a little bit higher um, yeah i think i think there's i would put turner as my my fifth I think the stolen base potential with the, all the other things he does, and, that, and even without Harper, that, that Nationals team is still going to be stacked. And I still think they have a strong chance to keep him. Um, I'm with you on, on keeping Turner high. I do like the top five as it is. I think Turner might be six or seven for me with Harper. I, I'm still a Harper backer. Um, but okay, this League One team, you took a pick four. So go ahead, run it down what you got so far through about uh, 10-ish, 12-ish rounds. Okay, so uh, let's see. Uh, I took 
uh, Lindor, then Benatendi in the second round. Okay. Like uh, that. Uh, Luis Severino, Joey Votto nice. in the fourth. Okay. Eugenio Suarez in the fifth. Carlos mm-hmm. Martinez, which is feeling like a really big reach in the sixth, because I don't know that anybody's taken him since, uh, or if they'd have, they went much lower. So um, I, I know he, I know he struggled with health this year, but he's pitching now. Yes, and, and I love when guys end the field, end the season on the field in, in terms of like injury concerns. Yeah, and when he's been on the mound, he's been very good. So I'm hoping that an off season will make, but it seems like he's going to be a steal because I, I've had a lot of chuckles that I took him 69th overall, and it wasn't just because he was picked Which number was, 69. It was nice, but it does look like you reach because then he's gone 95th, 105, and 126 for Carlos Martinez. So if that's where I, his I, ADP lies, I'm going to have a lot of shares of Carlos Martinez. Same. And in fact, I told you a story about how when he went in my league. Like, I'd seen him on the board. Like, I knew he was in the queue. I was like, okay, that's who I'm taking next. Let me just bump him to the top of my queue. And I couldn't find him. I'm like, where the hell is he, dude? Am I going crazy? Like, I, he is available. I know. Like, I just saw him. He was literally getting picked as I was doing that. Uh, and that was at pick 105 in my league. And I'm very happy to take Carlos Martinez in that 90 to 100 range. So, so who'd you go with after him? I took Kenley in the fifth. Okay. Um, uh, Ian Desmond in the sixth. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no. No, actually, that's one, no, two, three, be... four, five, six. Sorry, Kenley in the seventh, Ian Desmond in the eighth. Okay. Uh, Odor in the ninth, which I'm, we'll, we'll get to <laughs> in a little bit. Yes. Uh, Sean Doodle in the tenth, uh, Jonas Cespedes in the eleventh, Austin Meadows in the twelfth, and then I just took Andrew Heaney a few minutes ago. Okay, okay, I like that. You got, you got a little crew coming together there. I think that's pretty nice. Um, yeah, I'm like... I understand that you look at the rest of the Carlos Martinez ADPs and you're saying, oh, dang it, you know, I took him too early. But I don't know, like, pitching is going to be really weird next year because I really do believe, you know, we talk, I talk about the glob uh, all this spring. I think the glob got bigger. There's yeah, like it's, it's gonna 12 be to 15 really guys. really interesting next year with pitching because, and I think it's largely, I mean, at least from what I'm seeing, the one nice thing about being in multiple uh, drafts at the same time, because th- for those who don't know, I mean, this is the third year we've done this. I've always been in multiple drafts. This was the yes. first year I tried not to be in, in multiple drafts. But and you had to fill in for I some I just folks. had to fill in, yeah, for people. So um, the interesting part that I'm seeing is in some drafts, pitching is going fast and furious early on. And in some drafts, there's no pitching going. And I'm able to really just continuously wait on pitchers. Um, like this second draft, um, I took uh, Snell and Severino. It's the, the only mistake I've made so far is I took Severino in two drafts. And I'm trying my best not to take the same guys. Because last year, I think I took um, uh, Starling Marte in three of the four mocks. And I was like, oh, well, I just effed up the ADP. Because you want to kind of like see where where he goes yeah. when you're not taking him. Because too. I mean, the ADP is not useful if I'm the one setting it for all the player for for all the drafts. Sure. So sure, um, that makes I, sense. Unfortunately, in 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 a haze, I I, I took uh, uh, Severino's second time, but I think he it's about where he would have gone anyway. So, um, but yeah, I mean, this mock like I took Severino and Snell in the third and fourth. and then I was able to wait to take Zach Wheeler till the tenth, and I'm like, okay. Oof. That's a pretty good – and there's still a ton of starting pitching out there. 
Um, that is nice. Yeah, Zach Wheeler went in the seventh in my league, just to give you an idea. Um, so I think I it's going to be really league-dependent next year. And obviously, as we have ADPs released, things will start to even out a little bit, and we'll get a better For idea sure. of where guys are going. But I think if you're in some of these off-season drafts, and I know like you do one over at the AFL, I know uh, I, I I just did a uh, a draft uh, for next year. I think a lot of these ones are going to be really dependent on your league itself, as opposed to okay, everybody's going to be grabbing a pitcher here and then a pitcher here and then a pitcher there. No, I, I really do believe that. And like I said, you're going to be looking at say kind of the top 12 to 15 and then it's going to be wide open and like you're saying it's really going to be dependent on the league um just kind of giving a rundown scherzer sale kluber Degrom, kershaw nola severino verlander snell cole bauer thor carrasco grinky so how many is that there that's 14 um and then i would say corbin paxton strasburg kind of right there and then it does open up the next guy after that in terms of the adp uh, on pitchers from, it goes from Strasburg to Walker Buehler. And I love Walker Buehler, but boy, that feels a little bit high, doesn't it? No, I don't think it is. I, I mean... I, I love oh. I love what Walker... I mean, if I do we're too. saying he can take an innings jump next year, because, I mean, in order to, to justify that, he's going to have to make an innings jump. But if we're saying he can make an innings jump, then I think he belongs there. But I think this is... What we're seeing is, uh, in terms of this ADP, is... If you want to go back to the old strategy of just waiting on starting pitchers, I think next year is going to be the year to do it. Well, yeah, because there's just there's just not enough split between guys to say, oh, I I, I have to, um, you know, I have to take these guys early. Like again, it goes back to the the glob thing. You can't tell me that they're okay, but to the point of me thinking that. Bueller is a little bit early, and I, I I do love Bueller. I really do. I'm going to have him pretty high. Maybe I will end up with him at, uh, let's see, that's 18. Maybe I will have him as top 20. I don't know. I haven't done a uh, 2019 SPs yet, but I can't I can't tell you that I've got, uh, uh, what is it, about 50 picks difference between he, uh, Walker Bueller, and Zach Wheeler. Mm. And you got, you got Wheeler going all the way down here. Now, this is just pitchers total uh, because I'm not separating the SPRP because it just doesn't do that. Uh, but he's 41st, and I'm eyeballing it. There's probably about 10 closers, so then you're going to say about 31st. So from 18 to 31, yeah, I, I, I'm I probably going to be higher know. on Wheeler than that. But I can understand that split. For me, it's like so. If you if, if we just peer into my last draft before we kind of move over to yours, like I was able to, uh, I didn't take a pitcher until the fifth round. Um, and then I took one in the fifth and one in the seventh. I was able to grab Zach Granke with pick 56 and then David Price with pick 80. I like that. Like I, and, then, and then I grabbed Chapman in, in round uh, 10. I, re- I really like that trio to start, start so, your pitching. I, mean, I was able to really load up on my offense um, and, and, and not have to really, you know, because there's still a ton of pitching left. And it's, you know, Darvish still on the board. Carlos Martinez is still on the board in this draft. We're in the 10th round. You know, um, well, yeah, you know, and I won't take him because, again, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take guys multiple times. But Luis Castillo's is still available in this draft. Quintana is still available in this draft. Arietta still. I mean, there's a lot of pitching still available, um, you know, and some of it's better than others, obviously. But, 
you know, this offense I was able to put together so far has power and speed with Trey Turner first, Stanton second, um, uh, Starling Marte third, Whit Merrifield fourth, uh, and then, you know, pitcher sixth round Eddie Rosario, seven, uh, eighth round Travis Shaw, ninth round Michael Conforto. Um, you know, I've got Ooh, I like that of, in the ninth. Yeah, I got a lot of power and a lot of speed, and I still don't feel bad about my pitching. No, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. Um, yeah, okay, so you put together a nice, little, another nice little team there. It's going to be interesting, by the way, once you're done, to see how your how your teams stack up and like what differences you have. You know, if the the because obviously every draft is different, and you're and you're also kind of consciously trying not to take i mean obviously if someone falls and you already have him you're not going to pass him because then you're manipulating the adp in a different way yeah it's but, kind of that catch 22 where it's like i don't want to yeah i don't want to be the person that alters the results but at the same time like how much farther can i legitimately let carlos martinez go in certain drafts yeah. um yeah. and be like someone would take him someone should take him like uh and, I totally you know, agree. I don't know. Maybe it's me. What's your team look like? All right. So I'm in League 3 for those that want to look at the ADP. Um, You're in League 2, aren't you? I'm in League 2. I am in League 2. Yes, I might have said League 3 multiple times. I am in League 2. And, boy, we got some – there's some shark tanks out here, by the way. I'll just mention our own Al Melchior, uh, Chris Welsh. Doug Thorburn, those are just the you know the, the the personal friends that I know. Met Brian Slack, he's a freaking stud. Uh, bat flip crazy. Matt Thompson, um, Mike, Doctor Mike Tanner is a beast. Like it, it's 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 a Shark Tank. So thanks for putting me in there, you jerk. Yeah, I had what I tried to do it was uh, put everybody in the same time zones together. But then there were people who oh, look at you being smart. Yeah, there are people like you who are just up super late. So I put you with a bunch of the West Coast guys. I like it. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, by the way, I didn't. Uh, I almost timed out. I didn't because my my boys got me in the league. Um, I was up while I was up. Like I, I, my pick came up, and I, you know, I came over, came back from my girlfriend's yesterday, and I jumped right on stream, and I did. I wasn't really in the email, and so thankfully I didn't time out, but because uh, they got my back. So if you've been on the site, you've seen that I've written about my first ten rounds. I picked from from spot eleven, and. I don't know why. It was just a feeling, and it ended up being right. But I really felt that I was going to get Harper. I just, I, I've always been kind of higher on Harper than most, uh, as you well know. And I just felt like eh, he's probably going to make it, and he did. So I got Harper at eleven, then Manny Machado, uh, Xander sick, Bogarts. That's a sick one too. Especially because people were like, "Why didn't you take Machado?" I'm like, "I just, I got him right, right after," and um. I, I can understand the case of people who want Machado over Harper. Harper's been volatile, and it can be frustrating. But look at what he's putting up in a in a quote-unquote disappointing season because the batting average is still bad. Like, he can only rally so much. He, he has hit 300 in the second half, Harper has, but you can only do so much to an average that was like at 220. So he's going to hit 246, but uh, if he gets a homer and three ribbies, he's 35-100. If he gets three runs with it as well, he's 35-100-100. With 12 steals thrown in. And so I love him. Um, and then I went Xander Bogarts, who I still love. And he had a fantastic season. I think his season's a little bit hidden in Boston. I know it's crazy to say that in Boston on a 104-win team. 
But when you talk about what uh, Betts and Martinez, the hype that they're getting, and well-deserved, by the way, and of course Chris Sale was having a, a Cy Young caliber season until it kind of got slowed by uh, them managing his innings, look at what Xander did. He, he went and put together a really sharp season himself, and maybe it would have gotten more pub if he hadn't missed some time because he ended up – he has 130 games, so I think the max he'll be able to play is about 138. I think they have about eight games left. Um, so I think part of the problem, too, is the strength of the position now. I mean, we're – It is strong. Like, Absolutely. Th- this would have been a top three shortstop season five years ago. Yep, and, and now, now it's got a- Lindor, Baez, Story, Machado, Bregman, Turner. I mean, Turner he's didn't even on have the a top rater. five season, and he's he's leading Major League Baseball in stolen bases. He actually did. He's he's fourth. Oh, okay. he goes on oh, on the player rater. It goes okay. Lindor, uh, uh, Baez, I'm looking Story. at uh, Fantrax's uh, player. Okay, rater. yeah, it goes Lindor, Baez, Story, Turner, Machado, Bregman, Segura, Peraza, Gross, Gregorius, and then Xander. And Xander had a fantastic season, yet he was ten. For me. I still see that super elite season. This was a fantastic one. 21 homers, 95 ribs, 284 uh, batting average, and 68 runs in 130 games. And he's played – like he's not – he doesn't have health issues. He's played 145-plus in four of, of the last five seasons, this being the only one. He's going to be 26 next year, Bogarts is. And I still see a uh, you know upper 20s, low 30s, 100-100 potential with uh, double-digit stolen bases thrown in. And good batting average. I, I still love Xander Bogart. So I took him third. My first pitcher, Garrett Cole. And then uh, this is what I'm talking about. We're pitching. Like, I just didn't see pitching that jumped at me because I didn't take another pitcher until round 10. I went Anthony Rendon, who I felt great at, at pick five. Marcelo, Marcelo Zuna, his shoulder looks healthy. So I felt really good about him at pick six. Aaron Hicks, I think I'm still the only one to take him. So uh, people who listen to this, Oh, no, he finally went in a, in a bunch of them. But I took him 83, and then he goes 104, 127, 133. So I was kind of – that's my Carlos Martinez right there. Um, but similar to your Martinez, I don't feel bad about it. I felt I felt comfortable to take a guy there. Um, I think his defense will keep him in the lineup. Health remains the issue. And I'm really trying to spike that one healthy season from Aaron Hicks because I still think it's a, a 30-20 type season if he can stay healthy. But at this point – that's that's the pipe dream. Uh, Scooter Jeanette, Matt Olson. Then I've gone three straight pitchers. You ever heard of this guy, Luis Castillo, Never Brad Hand, and Miles Michaelis? You know, You're where just the hell die on that hill, aren't you? Why wouldn't I? I I'm just saying, like you know. But, but like, look at what he's done in the second half. I mean, you know, I, I'm fine with it. I mean, well, this is the same thing you did in the second half last year. So I mean, it's. Uh, and I'm not, you know, I, I don't think you can be, I'm not one of those guys that goes, well, this guy's a second half player. This guy's a first half player. So, um, I think that a lot of that stuff is largely overblown, but like, I, I actually I, like that. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I, I, no, I've fallen for this before. I know, but I actually like that. He kind of got punched and, and bounced back. Like uh, that, that's encouraging to me with Castillo. He had a nightmarish start to the season Th- through June. He had a 585 ERA, but he's put up a 293 105 ERA whip combo since July 1st with a 20% strikeout minus walk ratio. Home runs are still an issue for sure, but even that's improved from 1.9 in the first three months to 1.2 since July 1st. And I mentioned this in the piece that I wrote, you know, we, and we talked about this in the, in the spring and I just, I acknowledged it, but didn't care. I guess I, I I made I made my justifications for it. The Luis Severino comp 
that so many were making completely ignored Luis Severino's second season. The fact that he had a sophomore slump. Now his was different. He only pitched 71 innings uh, because you know they, he just he hadn't shown anything, and he was on a Yankees team. He also team hadn't that, developed a third pitch. Exactly, and some of the two, I guess, excuses or or reasonings that I used for Castillo was well, he's more advanced because he's older at this point, and he has the third pitch. So I thought he could skip some of that. Not that he would automatically be 2017 Luis Severino. Uh, right off the top in, in this season, but that he wouldn't necessarily have the sophomore slump. Well, he did. And, um, you know, it, it happened, but I'm pretty happy. The only one thing that I'm a little bit bummed about is didn't really get much of a discount. Uh, and, but he was the, the, the top pitcher on my board. Maybe I could have gotten him at pick 131, uh, and I took Castillo at pick 110. So maybe I can get him at, at 131, but I don't know. The way the way people were spiking guys, you're still talking about a 24% strikeout rate, 14% swinging strike rate. Uh, even with this disastrous season, a 125 whip is not that bad. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 standing with Luis Castillo. I, I don't see any reason to really uh, fall back on him. So uh, my pitching is Cole. I'm mostly Castillo. just giving you crap. Oh no, I understand. I got three starters. I got Cole Castillo, Michaelis, and then Brad Hand as as a. I think he's going to be a closer for Cleveland. Like I. Cody Allen, come on, get out of here. Yeah, uh, is I mean, Cody I mean, Allen uh, a free agent? By the way, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he is. I was actually looking to see what he is. What Aaron Hicks's contract situation is because it feels like he should be a free agent, but I'm gonna have to check Cots. I think, I think they've got him for another year. Let me look. Uh, yeah, do. he's they, he's got one more arb year, and someone in my comments mentioned like playing time, citing uh, Stanton, Judge, and Frazier. Listen, man, I like Clint Frazier, but the idea that he's going to be relied upon for anything right now, he's got to get everything right. Like he's had a scary situation with these, uh, with these concussions. So I just hope that Frazier is, is okay, really. Uh, but they also mentioned Harper. It would be Harper's so stupid. They get Harper. It, it doesn't make any sense. It, it just doesn't. Uh, not, not from like a New York shouldn't get it, but like between the two the big Cubs. studs, Machado makes a lot more sense, and then you move Andahar over to first, like and a pitcher, a pitcher. Yes, makes it's a lot pitching worse. for sure. But like Judge Harper Stanton, at that point you have to commit to one at DH, which I know Stanton's played a ton of DH this year. But for me, come on, man, you get Aaron Hicks on Arb, which what he's going to make? Let me see what he made this year, and we kind of guesstimate he made two point eight this year. So even if they double that, million, yeah. Next even year. if they double that six mil for what he does with uh with his defense and his ability to hit he's now had two really strong seasons with them you look at uh, hicks he has a uh, 829 ops with 39 homers 21 ribbies or excuse me 21 ribbies 21 steals in, in 917 plate appearances the last two years so anyway that's my team what do you think go ahead roast it um i like it you know i, I think maybe you are still a little in love with Aaron Hicks, and you have every right to be. Uh, I think but, the ADP shows that I am definitely. Yeah, you know, but again, that's a situation. I guess, like like you mentioned, like Carlos Martinez, where it's like, okay, well, now in the next draft I'm in, maybe I don't need to pull the trigger that early. You know, I can exactly. wait two more rounds, grab him in the ninth, get someone else in the seventh, um, and uh, and feel really good about. The, the profit potential. I mean, that's one of the nice things about these kind of mocks is, is we're, we're kind of seeing where the profit potential is and really where the profit potential isn't. 
Exactly. I think I think you you're learning stuff and and having that's the best part about you doing this with with uh, with nine leagues is that we can learn so much too well, it's great when I somebody was does... I added a couple uh one to two guys in each draft that aren't in the industry um get some get some you know people who are distilling the information that everyone in the mm-hmm. industry is giving and see where they put it i think that that's helpful too because it's great when an outlet does a mock right a, a, an early mock it's fun but one on itself doesn't it's it's fun, but it doesn't do as much as putting together nine. You're a freaking stud for that, especially with still doing football and having to obviously finish out your baseball season uh, duties. So it's been fantastic. It helps having... all my baseball teams suck for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that does free up some time. But uh, let's talk about some interesting ADPs here because there are plenty of them. I mentioned that a lot of them here, because we've already kind of talked about pitching, a lot of them ended up being hitting ones. So let's just kind of go in order. It's a lot of the young, exciting guys, but I do have a few veterans in here. I want to start with Acuna. And um, I don't know if it's if it's easy to get, you know, able to really give an answer without it being tainted by the fact that you know where he's gone. But did you have an idea in your mind of where you thought he'd be going in these mocks for Ronald Acuna? I thought he would be going between 15 and 20. Same, exactly that. And he is currently going, what, 15th? So He's going at 15, and the lowest he's gone uh, is 25th. I want to be in that league, League 5, Holy Toledo. Yeah, uh, I, I think this is only going to go up. I mean, especially yeah. when we're looking at NFBC leagues that give the cash prize for the overall. He's going to go him. first overall in a draft. Like, I can guarantee it. Remember a few years ago when Trey Turner did it? Um, I can't remember who the guy was last year. I think there, were, there was someone who went crazily high. It might have been Turner last year, right? Uh, yeah, in 2017. So, oh, not not for, this year. He, not he went la- year. I believe last year, in 2017, he went. Uh, um, I'm going to bring up the NBC ADP for this he year. Did go, he did go first in the league this oh, year. Oh, this year, too. Okay. So, here are the guys who went first in in NFBC, Trout, Altuve, Arenado, Turner, Kershaw, Stanton, Scherzer, and Sale. Those are the guys who who were a number so one the, pick in in an NFBC league. Cunha will be one of those you're, guys that goes first right. overall. That's definitely true. That will happen. The highest he went uh, was seventh, and I don't hate it. Look, he's I, doing. I couldn't what, pull the trigger on that. I couldn't either. But I don't. I don't. I don't not... besmirch it. I don't think it's absurd, honestly. Like I listen, he's gonna be twenty one. He has a hundred and two game you know, gonna end up with like a hundred and ten game season. But he's doing what you know, what everyone's expected, right? B- based on the prospect status that he has, he's panning out. So then why would we then run the other way when it's actually, you know, working? Uh, you know, so I can get behind late first round in a fifteen teamer. That's about the highest I'll be able to take him personally for Acuna. Wait, wait, what's that'll your, be as your late. High, as that's the say? no, it's oh. like the highest I can get. Like I can get myself psyched on like the twelve to fifteen range in a fifteen teamer. Yeah, I, I think he's he's a wheel guy for me. Yeah, um, and even that I may have a hard time. But the the beauty about getting him on the wheel would be you get to pair him with someone who's with super somebody stable. Who, yeah, maybe more stable that that, that like you kind of. If I can go Acuna Altuve, Acuna Altuve, um, 
Acuna Goldschmidt. Bragman, Acuna Goldschmidt. I would like that. Acuna Machado. You just want to say Acuna. You just want to do the Acuna Matata thing, don't you? Get <laughs> yeah, out of here. I definitely do. Um, but like, Get yeah. Out. If I mean, if I can, if I can pair him, you know, even Acuna Yelich, like, uh, is is a really nice, sexy one-two that offers a ton of upside, but also a ton of floor. Yep. Because the problem is, you know, as much as Acuna could be the most valuable player in fantasy next year, there. 21. Yeah, he, he's young, and the, the, we've seen the sophomore slump hit, and we've seen guys get adjusted to that have trouble readjusting in their second year, and um, it wouldn't surprise me if that happens. Now, I'm going to bet on the skills and what I've seen so far, um, you know, and I, so I, I like he's not going to make it out of the top 20 picks no, uh, in any draft not. that I'm in, but he's just not. Uh, I. I, you know, and I think he'll end up going higher. Like he's going to start going in the top six or seven, and I'm probably not going to get any shares. So let's talk about who he's battling for the uh, for the rookie of the year. And I do believe it's still a battle. And I think some folks have said it's locked down Acuna, but uh, Juan Soto hasn't gone anywhere. And you know he's been he's been right there in lockstep. He doesn't have a dynamic a skill set in terms of adding the speed component. But you're talking about a 297, 410, 518 slash line with 20 homers, 65 ribs, 72 runs, five steals for a 19 year old who uh, basically skipped AAA. In fact, no, I think he fully skipped it, didn't he? And played like eight games at Double A, yeah. so he basically skipped Double A too. Um, so, did you have a thought in mind of where he would be going? Juan Soto. I thought he'd actually be going a little bit earlier. I thought he'd be going. Oh, in, okay. In the second round, and he's kind of, kind of settled in. He's in, thirty. Yeah, I, I thought he'd be going top twenty-five. He, and he's been pretty firm with his with his pick range too. Uh, he does have a couple high, yeah, high ends at twenty-three. Is, yeah, is the high ends, but but then it's thirties, thirty-three, thirty-two, thirty-four, twenty-eight, thirty-six. I'm 30, fine with that. Price. Thirty-four, thirty. I hate to say it because I'm usually I'm usually the guy that. It, that loves the old boring vet, but I really thought he'd be going in the in the second round, and he's going in the third. Um, it may I may still get priced out, especially for me. It's a, a a lot of the guys that are going around him. If I want to get a stud pitcher, you know, he he's sandwiched in between Aaron Nola and Luis Severino. Yep. Like, and then yep. Blake Snell's yep. there. You know, and even when you talk Eric about Cole. hitters, like I'm going to rank Starling Marte above Juan Soto. Me too. The, the speed, I mean, just yeah. just really helps there too. But you know, it feels high because he's 19. But those plate skills, man, 16% walk, 21% K. The 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 batted ball profile of what he's able to do to spray the ball around his opposite field power. Do you have any reservations on a 28% fly ball rate and what that might do for his home run output? No. Okay. <laughs> don't I don't have any reservations. Watching Juan Soto hit, I. I, I think that's the that's the clincher, by the way, watching him when yeah. you see him like if you only you know, you don't watch Nats games or whatever. You just kind of seeing the stats you can get. You can get pretty excited about the stats. But when you see him, it's like, oh, when crap, you sit dude. down and kind of look and break down his swing, it is pretty close to perfect. And it's insane. I I mean, I know he's 19 in that re- it really does go against kind of the way I tend to look at fantasy and. Uh, in baseball in general, that I don't want to trust the younger players, that I, that I, I love the consistency of guys who've done it before. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that price. I mean, think about this. If he's going 30th overall, 
in a 15 team league, you can go Trout, Soto, Severino. <laughs> these are 12 team leagues, by the way, we should mention. Yes. These are 12 teamers. But yeah, so that, that's where Soto is. He could also jump up too. Like, uh, you know, I think I he, and I think him. he will. I think, I think by the time, you know, the one thing, you know, maybe what I'll do this year is uh, once the, the first NFBC ADPs come out, I'll compare all, I'll compare last three year, uh, three years of uh, my two early mock ADP data uh, to Ooh. where it end up, ended up in like early February for NFBC. I love it. So I love it. Kind of see like, okay, how close were these? Cause I, I think there's obviously going to be some things that are close, but I think they're going to be especially be certain players that like either go up huge or drop off a lot. Totally agree. Uh, all right, let's keep moving on here. Next one. This is a veteran one. This one kind of just interested me because all he did was put up the same season he's put up the last two years. Chris Davis um, is about as steady as you get. In fact, if he if he has a couple offers mixed in, he can't go straight offers. He's got to get some hits down the line. But if he hits, let's say about. 242 the rest of the way he'll probably shave those four points off of his batting average and be right at 247 for the fourth straight year he's already got the 4100 locked in though he's gone 42 102 43 110 and then this year 43 116 and uh, he jumped about 30 spots off of his adp from last year to 35 now I like Chris Davis. In fact, I had some debate with uh, with, with Chris Liss over at Sirius, who uh, foolishly suggested that he's a quote unquote generic power hitter. Um, that's because Chris Liss doesn't know what he's talking about exactly. This was back in the spring. This is you know I, I wonder if he's updated now after another forty homer season. But it was dead wrong when he said it, and now it just looks comically foolish. Uh, but he was going around pick sixty seven. Uh, on average last year with the highest going 47. Now this year, Chris Davis has jumped up, like I said, to pick 37 on average or pick 35 on average, uh, peaking as high as 32. How do you feel about Chris Davis and his rock steady 4,100? Yeah. I mean, that's what you're paying for is you're, you're paying for the consistency. Now I, I don't think I can pay this, this price. Um, I'm, I'm looking and I'm, I'm just looking at the guys, especially going around him. Maybe I could pay, you know the bottom end of it, fortieth. You know, forty first is 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 was his low pick. Um, uh, the 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 guys going around him are just so special and can be real difference makers on your team. Um, and even guys going behind him in terms of like, like if Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo can be a first rounder, he's been a first rounder. Like so, if if I'm choosing between Chris Davis and Anthony Rizzo, I'm taking Anthony Rizzo. Um. But like I understand why why people would take him this high. I just I don't know. I don't like taking guys who have huge deficits in you know or can't have huge deficits in in a category this early. Maybe that's my problem. I, I just worry the batting average. You know, you you're already having to start by making up for the batting average with your second or sure you you have to kind of plan for it. But it depends maybe what you have ahead of him too. If you do have. Guys who really lean batting average. You going Altuve, Soto, Chris Davis. You know Soto, Chris Davis. Um, you know uh, Trey Turner, Chris Davis. Uh, yeah. So I mean, like I can make a rationalization, but you know I start looking at guys who, who are going behind them, and I go, well, I think I, you know, as much as I love the uh, the the kind of the safety of Chris Davis. 
you know, Blake Snell, Anthony Rizzo, Garrett Cole, Ozzy Albies, Hoskins. Even Hoskins, you know. Whit Merrifield, um, Joey they, Votto. He's just like, so... Joey, like, what is Joey Votto doing going outside the top 45? Joey Votto that really power, a fourth-round pick next year? That power, 12, 12 homers at first base got, got people irked. And I get it. He's going to be 35, too, too so like, then we give fantasy ageism the creeps time. in. I know. I'm not. I'm not buckling on Votto. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be ready to t- take him, um, and and probably higher than that 47 ADP. But yeah. So that Chris Davis one just stood out to me because all he did was repeat and jumped up 30 spots. So I'll be interested to see if he kind of holds that. Where would that you take or... Chris Davis? Not there. Even though I do, I do like, like him and, and prop him up. I was gonna say 50. So yeah, right, right around there. Um, but you know who is going fifty is our next guy. <laughs> Let's get on our segue. Vlad Jr. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going on average fifty point eight, ranging as high as twenty three to as low as seventy five. Um, and then those are the two outliers. But then everything else is pretty tight in that uh, fifty nine, sixty one, fifty one, fifty, fifty two, and then the thirty five is is pretty high there. So, what do you think about this with Vlad Jr. who obviously didn't get called up? But he kind of had that whole Acuna thing right down to the fact that he didn't get called up. Remember, we kept waiting for Acuna to get called up last year, and it just didn't happen despite an amazing season. Does Vlad Jr., you know, obviously he'll be up next year at some point. Does he come up, tear the league apart the way uh, the way Juan Soto and, and, and Acuna did? How do you feel about J- Vlad Jr. at 50? Uh, oh, man, this is hard because, you know, I was the guy, you know, and I'll, I'll cop to it. Like, I was the guy that said, don't take Ronald Acuna in the top 150. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know when he was going to be up. Like I didn't think he was going to be up in April. Um, That's where you lost me uh, when we were having that debate. I, I just well, but I mean, ultimately, I was right. I just wasn't as right as I should have been because everybody said he was going to be up like April fifteenth. He ends up coming up after that, um, because he he started off slow in AAA. Uh, what the only thing that really saved me from complete and utter embarrassment is the fact that he got hurt. Like, if, if Acuna hadn't gotten hurt, I'd be in a world of hurt right now in terms of, of my Ronald Acuna takes. <laughs> um, yeah, because so, the counting is going to kind of hold him, so hold him back. Me, he only has well, and I mean, part of the issue was Atlanta started off well in their playoff team. And I don't think – and I, I definitely didn't see it coming. I thought Atlanta was not going to be very good. And I said, yeah, I like why, would, why are you starting a clock on him? Uh, that was probably our difference then. Yeah. So, Not that uh, I thought they were going to win the division, but I actually had them in Philly kind of doing this year's Milwaukee, like the 2017 Milwaukee. I thought the Nationals were going to run away with that division. Um, ah, you must have forgotten that uh, the Nationals are garbage and they choke. I mean, like, how, could, big, how could I think that a team with potentially the Cy Young and Rookie of the Year and Bryce Harper would fall apart completely? Hey. I hear you. I didn't think they were going to either. Again, I thought that the Braves and Phillies would hang around and, like I said, do a little, uh, do a little. Uh, what's what's it called? Brewers from last year, where you kind of meander. You're you're in it. You're in it into the break, into the deadline. But then August, the dog days hit, and both teams fade. Well, Philly did fade, but the Braves have just continued, and the Nats faded. But I feel you. You know, you go look up and down, like you said, where they got they got Harper, they got a rookie of the year, they got a Cy Young. 
They've, they've and, got Rendon. and they're garbage. <laughs> like, yeah, they got Rendon, who's like a fringe MVP, like a down ballot MVP candidate, and they're trash. Like it's it's wild, dude. Like I don't know what's going on there, but uh, yeah. So Vlad Jr. I I don't know what to do with him. We I'm going to I'm adjust. Gonna be, I'm I, I don't be either. Really honest and and like and go. I mean, he went as high as twenty third overall. That's crazy. Um, th- th- there's no justification for that. Is it though? Like, and like, don't yes. get me wrong. I would not oh, do it. There's no way I could pull the trigger there. But if if we believe he's going to be up at t- on tax day or you know right there around around right? yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you're getting virtually a full season from a guy who is probably the best hitter we've seen come out of the minor leagues since Harper. Okay. How much more, how much better can he truly be than what Juan Soto did? I don't know that he can be. Okay, and Juan so, Soto's the 31st. Yeah, so I, you're, you're right. So, I mean, he should be going outside the top 40. Just like 297, 410, 518 like, for Juan Soto. Like if, I can't pull the trigger If he comes up and, and Vlad, that, that's what I'm saying. And it, honestly, it's less about Vlad Jr. and more about the guys around him that you talk, you've talked about on a few of the ADPs that you disagree with. It's not 100% the guy. It's the guys that you can get instead. And I've opened my mind up, and it started with Acuna really, and maybe even a couple years ago with some other young guys. I, I used to kind of be more steadfast. of I'm not taking these these unknowns. The game's getting younger. Guys come up more ready. I am more open to doing it. I have Acuna shares. I was ready to kind of take him there. I, I was taking Albies off of his small sample. Um, you know, I obviously overdrafted the hell out of uh, Luis Castillo, so it doesn't always work. I'm open to taking Vlad Jr. say in a top 75 realm, but even this top 50 just—he <sighs> has to come up in Soto at that point. Like he has to, and that is so hard. And he's an amazing hitter, and I do think he's going to come up and be successful. I think the floor, which is crazy to say about someone who's going to be twenty next year for Vlad Jr., the floor is actually pretty solid. I think because I, I just don't know that you can do what he's done in the minors and come up and get embarrassed. So I think he'll be Here's my pretty biggest, solid. My biggest issue is this: like the guy he's going right in front of is Matt Carpenter. And Matt Carpenter is going to come in with multi-positional eligibility yep. and be healthy. Like Matt Carpenter wasn't healthy and he put together this season. Are we really going to say that Vlad is going to, in his first major league experience, outperform Matt Carpenter? Exactly. I exactly. Just, I mean, so, it's, it's super It's too difficult. high. I, it is. It is. It's too high. I understand why people are doing it, but, you know, and, and he, he – I'm going to say something that I said with Acuna that turned out, like I said, to be bad and or be wrong uh, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but I think I can more confidently say that the Toronto Blue Jays are going to suck next year. Oh, yeah, they don't. I mean, at least and, at least the Braves were getting some buzz. Yeah. Like, not like, everyone was saying they were going to make the playoffs, but there was some reasons to be excited there, like whereas Vlad should Toronto have been doesn't up have that. Already, so sure. what stops toronto from going well vlad's defense isn't ready like yeah i mean they've, they've already done it you know i mean it's like it, it seems like a travesty and i don't necessarily think it'll happen but it is in the range of outcomes that we don't see vlad until june god no they can't they, they would get sued well, 
That'd be but, crazy. Yeah, but people June. have done that before, and what what has been the outcome? Like, the, the players don't win this. It's in the collective bargaining agreement that teams can do this kind of stuff. Like, that would be so gross. Like, I, it's, it's gross that he... Dude has put together some of the best AAA seasons of all time. And they're I mean, yeah, still just... figuring out ways to keep him in the minor leagues, whether it's through DL stints, whether it's through saying his defense isn't ready. Um, he hit 402 in AA for 266 plate appearances. Like, And they would not move disgusting. him up to AAA. Like, they just barely moved him up to AAA. So, like, do I think they'll do it? No, I don't. But is it in the range of outcomes that we don't see him till June? It, of course it is. So hitters around this 75 range, Nelson Cruz, Marcelo Zuna, A.J. Pollock, Didi Gregorius, I could take him around there. That's the highest I can take Vlad Jr. I cannot take him at top 50, and I certainly cannot take him at pick 23. I'm sorry. There is no justification for that pick. That is a bad pick. It it almost can't work well for you, especially because you know you can talk about what Acuna did. He has the speed component because he was, um, even with you know 450 plate appearances, Acuna is the 18th outfielder on the player raider um and you know he's been so dynamic vlad would have to hit like 320 with major power to to make that kind of impact so he can't can't take him at 23 i just i just don't think there's any uh, justification for that and obviously this changes now with the news that uh, the story uh you know as a tour in ucl that you know Mm -hmm. he can uh he he may miss you know part of the beginning of the season next year um, but you know when these drafts started, Story was you know healthy, um, and he has an ADP of twenty three. Uh, like, so, like I don't I think understand. I'm still taking Story over. Like I'm still taking injured Story over Vlad. Uh, I, I want to see the timetable first. I haven't seen what it is, but like I don't I don't know how you can rationalize taking Bryant or or, or not taking Bryant, not taking Stanton, not taking a healthy Trevor Story over a guy like Vlad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so curious y'all's thoughts. Go ahead and leave comments. Hit us on Twitter. What you think about Vlad specifically because he's such a big unknown, at least Acuna Soto. They've, they've, done, they've done big things. Um, all right, next up. This is one catcher league, so keep that in mind. But I did want to bring him up because he was the first catcher. He's at 67.8. And the only reason I'm giving the point is because the next guy is also 68. If you just kind of round, they're both 68. But that's how ADPs work. It's just an average anyway. But 67.8. Gary Sanchez, he's the first catcher off the board. Uh, in a one-catcher league, where are you at? In a, well, I mean, let, let's say this is a two-catcher league. So Wait, this is, no, it's not. It's not? Mine isn't. Mine's no. one one catcher. And, in fact, the guy who took him in my league well, was bumped. Damn, I set these up wrong. <laughs> are some of them, are they all one catcher? They're all, the, some... they're all the same. So whatever oh, it okay. is okay. is what it is. So Yeah, uh, so it's one catcher. In a one-catcher league, I'm not taking a catcher. At Ever. all, I'm punting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> no, gonna, I will take one wait, late, but yeah. till the end. Like in a two catcher league, I'm totally fine with that price. Um, but yeah, in a, in a one catcher league, I, that's too much. Yeah, no, you know what I did? I probably set it up uh, similar to uh, TGFBI is what I did. Ah, well, it's all right. I'm mean, catcher so bad that it's. Yeah. It, it's I'm not saying to the eliminate them. And, uh, no, we should not eliminate them. They're not similar to kickers. Stop saying that. If you're saying that, punch yourself in the throat. That's stupid. It's not true at all. Jake Seeley. <laughs> C- catcher, it, it, it's dumb. Okay, like I'm fine with getting rid of kickers, but the idea that catchers are the same, it just, no, it doesn't hold up. You know, Sorry you know that what I would light- love to see, actually, is instead of 
a one catcher or a two catcher league, you almost do um, you do a catcher slash DH. So they have to, but, they but have it to, would have to be DH position. DH position. So uh, that way, like some people are going to have to roster catchers, some people are going to roster DHs, but it it, okay. it kind of changes the position. Yeah. a little bit and, and I could get behind that more or maybe honestly, do one think, catcher and I, then one CDH. Yes. That that's what I mean. That's exactly maybe what I would that. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Okay. Yeah. So because I think I can one get, catcher I can get behind leagues that. are you can just ignore catcher and I don't think that is right, but two catcher leagues especially when you're playing 15 teams like it's that gross. is a, just a nightmare. It's just a trend. And then if you start getting injuries, like, come on, you're just mm-hmm. the guys you're putting in. So I, I get that. Again, I'm not going so far to remove them because they do. It's still a position. And it's a down. It's in a trough right now for sure. But just like shortstop was in a trough a few years ago, now it's like the greatest position there is. I'm not saying catcher will be, but they will hit an uptick at some point. It will happen at some point that the catcher will hit an uptick. So that was the first catcher to go off the board. Real Muto was next, and he is uh, at 85.6. I will say the guy who took him in my league, Brian Slack, did think it was a two-catcher league when he took him 58th. But then he went 65th, 91, 90, 50, 53, and then two autos that I'm not even going to mention because they're not factored in the ADP, so it doesn't matter. Um, Okay, next up is the top closer, and it's also why I'm bringing him up, and he is, again, tied with... Uh, essentially tied with Gary Sanchez in terms of ADP at 68, but at 68.3, Edwin Diaz takes the top spot. He was the king this year, and he did dethrone Kenley Jansen. Where are you on closers, uh, and specifically with Edwin Diaz? Is he your number one? Uh, he is going to be my number one. I know there's going to be a lot of talk about workload and how, how many innings and in, uh, in saves he got. Will that affect him next year? I mean, I, I guess it could, but uh, I do don't know that I completely trust Kenley Jansen. Dude's going to have heart surgery in the offseason. That's the, off the scary part. It's um, not even a skills thing. You know, we, we've had injury issues, obviously, with uh, Chapman. Uh, I mean, if you if you want to put Kimbrell as the number one closer, I don't have a problem for me. But, like, I, he's, he's young. Diaz is young, like. There's no reason to think he can't repeat this. It's going to be Diaz, Kimbrel, and Osuna for me, you know, with a Jansen. And um, but I, I do like taking one of these guys early, um, and so like I, I'm totally fine with the ADP yep. of, of 68, uh, especially because I think after a while it becomes a mess uh, in the kind of the back half, especially if you're in an early draft before we kind of see some of these roles stabilize. Exactly. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen when Carlos Martinez moves back to the rotation next year. Um, you know, is, you know, what's the Mets situation going to look like? Is Gazelman really going to be the guy? The guy? Yeah. Oh, you well, know? trades, uh, you know, can happen. A guy gets traded out who was the proverbial closer. So then somebody else emerges or a team trades for a guy. That's the thing too. That's what makes these, these, these two early mocks go, so I difficult. Mean, just go even once look at the done. bullpen report right now and see how many, you know, <laughs> three people boxes there are hell the guy right i now. took brad hand is not guaranteed but i just took him because he's a stud even if he doesn't close but cody allen is done uh they've never really put andrew miller full on in the role so i do think brad hand is going to be their closer but i also realized that my fallback is that i just got a really stable solid pitcher if if he doesn't get me more than 10 saves but i do believe i can get 30 plus safe. So yeah, it is kind of a nightmare. I do like Diaz. I love trying to, I am, 
maybe I'm going recency bias, but I am going to get. I'm hyped on both of them. I know they're yeah, the two this year, but I think they're both really we, we solid. We were both big on training coming into the year. I've yes. got a lot of shares of him, um, but there is. I mean, there's a ton of unstableness coming into next year. You know, one of the most stable guys this year has been Rossiel Iglesias, but will they trade him? Exactly. They seemingly have been trying to trade him for years. You know, you know the, the the landscape of closers is really odd when Ken Giles is one of the most stable closers in Toronto. I'm going to vomit. Like that, I'm go- like the, going to vomit and punch myself in the face. It's it, it seems ridiculous, but at this point, he kind of is. Yep. No, I, I feel you. I feel you. So that's that's kind of where we're at. Top closer, Edwin Diaz, pick 68 on average. Um, and let me see what his uh, spread was since we have been given some of those. Oh, hang on. It's searching every Diaz but the one I want. Okay, this is not working and it's pissing me off. I love when technology fails. I never freak out about it. I'm very chill. 61, 71, 100, 52, 57, 71, 66. So League 3 seems to very clearly be waiting on closer if if edwin diaz went 100 there might have been a guy or two ahead of him but i i got to imagine that that league is just pushing down closers Both. oh blake trining got autoed at 90 in that league and well and chapman and kim uh oh no that's a different chapman kimbrell went before diaz in that league um let's see if chapman's Ooh. going in that league chapman went the pick after diaz Okay. Okay. So that's yeah. That and again, it varies league to league. That's what makes it so fun to have multiple leagues. All right. Should we do a, a second episode? Because I'm about to go off on this for an hour. No, no. Let's here. just do this. Like, I'm just kidding. I think people. Uh, like, I just got a question on Twitter. Like someone DM'd me and was like, "Hey, are you still doing baseball, or have you like completely shifted away to football?" Like, I'm about to do a two-hour podcast in September, dude. Yeah. Yeah, what are you talking about? And you know what? You know what? Leave this in. I gotta get a drink for this because I'm 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 steamed. One moment. <laughs> this is uh, this is gonna be a fun one for for everybody. Uh, I realize it just made it sound like I went to get like an alcoholic drink. Yeah, no, I'm just getting another Red Paul's Bull. Paul's getting hammered. No, no, Paul's just getting like another Red Bull. All right. I'm pissed, y'all. First off. You're ruining the best pick. Pick 69 on average. Alberto Mondesi go there. But Paul, you haven't shut the hell up about Alberto Mondesi. You're fitting him into every article you write. You're talking about him all the time. What's the problem? This is way too high. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh my god. I uh, Justin, no, dude. No. <laughs> Okay, here's the range, by the way, from League 1 to League 9. Uh, 67, 77, 67, 65, 86, 85, 39. He hasn't gone yet in League 7, um, and League 9 is actually just kind of getting off the ground, that, or, or the data has been put in, one of the two things, because they yeah, only have about They just started. I, I okay. started a ninth one really late because okay. you know, some people wanted in and stuff like that. and So, uh, so he's only gone in seven of the leagues. And yes, I do love Alberto Mondesi, and I have been hyping him up, and I was really excited to what I thought uh, would be reach on him uh, in the Albies style, where I was taking Albies as high as like pick, uh, I think like 80, 80, 85 is like the highest I was taking him, and his ADP was around 100, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to reach out on my guy, let's see, Albies was pick uh, 111 on average, and uh, you know, I took him, I th- like I said, as high as like 80, maybe, maybe 70s or whatever, and I thought, I might do that with Mondesi, but uh, no, no chance, dude. 
No, he's going. He's going. He's going way higher. And this is just the start do, do, of it. Do you want? Do you want to know who did it? Who did pick thirty nine? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's George Bissell. No wonder he's out here on Twitter. Well, 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 how the turntables have turned. <laughs> no wonder. Oh, I see him on the sneak tip, just, uh, you know, talking him up here a little bit. Unbelievable. No wonder he put out the uh, uh, the tweet, Alberto Mondesi is the first hitter in Major League history to record at least 10 homers and 25 stolen bases and fewer than 250 plate appearances in a single season. Got a nice little 600 favorites on that too um disgusting there is no justification for it first off the first person i heard say this i believe was um james anderson uh it fits perfectly but uh, he talked about buxton and and you know invoked the name of buxton right down to the fact that uh you know we've seen kind of the late season surges of buxton keep his price high the name that i came up with and i don't know if i was first but it was definitely the one that jumped out to me was because i because i fell for this guy was jonathan vr and Jonathan VR had a full season to at least go off of. You know, everyone's pacing uh, Alberto Mondesi's numbers, saying, "Oh, he's like on a twenty sixty full season pace." VR did it. He went nineteen sixty two, and we were taking him in the second, third round, and then he went eleven twenty three with a seventy two WRC plus. Like, why don't we learn as a as a group? I, I don't. I don't know. Like, in, and here's the thing about VR. He was better in every way possible. His plate skills were actually quite solid. He took walks. And he didn't strike out nearly as much. We're talking about a 26% strikeout rate, 3% walk rate for Mondesi. He just got over 300 OBP with his recent run at 316. I like the 290 and the 496. Like, there's so much I like. I do. I, I hate that I'm even having to to crap on him. But pick 69 on average, including a pick 39. What are we doing? You yeah. have the fourth. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm actually looking at, at Bissell's team right now. It's uh, an interesting team of picks I love and picks I hate. Okay. Um, so well, I'll just go through Bissell's team real quick. I want to be in that chat, by the way, because uh, one of my favorite people in the entire industry, Gene McCaffrey, is in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want he said anything because uh, not that he would be like nasty about it, but uh, he doesn't he doesn't pull punches either. And so I just wonder if he said like, let's see, I'm, uh, I'm pulling up pick. where he where he took it. So uh, Bissell takes it, takes him. Uh, uh, no, really, nobody, nobody questioned okay, okay. it. I'm just oh, they were see, all here we go. Bissell makes the pick, and then he gets auto-drafted twice in a row. Bissell, Bissell. I was like, because he, he took Josh Donaldson in the sixth Biss. round, and I'm all, well, that's interesting, because then he, he also takes Steven Trasberg in the fifth round, double auto Maybe Fantrax disabled his account after he took Raul Mondesi, or Aldoberto Mondesi. You would think that, 39. but he's taken, he, he actually made the picks of Brian Dozier in the seventh and D Gordon in the eighth. And I, oh. I do love D Gordon in the eighth. That's a that's a pretty so value here's there. the thing though. D Gordon in the eighth isn't that overkill when you take Mondesi if you're expecting all these steals out of him? Like, what's the well, point of I having mean, what's the point of having two burners? I don't I, think that makes sense in today's game. Uh, I I think it makes sense if you want to just now he can ignore the the stolen base category completely. That that is true. He is done. Like he should not draft anybody with steals in mind. If he if they get some steals, great. But the idea that you would believes, take anybody 
Richmond's primary steals would be a a bigger mistake than than Mondesi at 39. If he believes that D Gordon is a 300 hitter again next year, um, now he can go after the Joey Gallows. Sure. Uh, yep. You're right. You know, you're right. guys like that. Um, you know, the problem becomes if you take a burner and they don't burn, then you're in some trouble. Uh, because, you know, if you take two burners and, and like, for instance, I took Billy Hamilton and D Gordon in drafts this year, or, you know, combination of one of those two and Trey Turner. And then, you know, Trey Turner was great, but I, I got let down by Billy Hamilton. I got let down by, uh, yeah. especially D Gordon, because he didn't hit for the average that we thought he would. Um, and exactly. so it, it really, and that, that's supposed to be the lockdown. My, yeah. Especially when you do that in the second round with like I did with D Gordon a lot, you know, D Gordon is largely responsible for, uh, a lot of the, the, the issues I had this year. Yeah. 267 really stings. Mm-hmm. And you especially know, because when you know, you're not getting any power, like exactly. So you're like, okay, I know I'm only getting three categories, but this locks down two of the hardest categories for me to get and gives me wiggle room to go take the Joey Gallows, go take. You know, the guys who are going to give me obscene power, no batting average, but, you know, and, and then when when it doesn't work, when the average doesn't come through, it's like, oh, okay, I could have lived with not getting all the speed I thought I was going to get, but I can't live with not getting the speed and not getting the average. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. You know, and uh, Gordon and Mondesi are not the same player because Mondesi does have some pop. That, that is what makes him so alluring. But you look just at what Gordon did this year, and like just burners are are they're just not guaranteed, but they are treated as such. Like once you have that speed, they're like, well, I, I'm I have 50 steals in the bag. And he got 30 steals, 570 plate appearances, like with a 267 average for Gordon. Again, they're not the same player, but man, I, I thought I was going to have Mondesi shares and, and ready to take them. What yeah, I thought I was a little bit zero, too early, but zero shares at, at that price. It's, it's just, just not going to happen because also, again, the VR one is even more instructive for me than than Buxton because VR did it. He put the full season together and he did get the nineteen uh, and sixty two homer stolen base combo again with a better skill set behind it, plate skill set, and then flopped absolutely flopped, and I just. The, this requires so much of him. Put put aside the thirty nine for a moment um, that that George did. And listen, I have not. I, I've been known to do some look at me picks. Not that I don't believe in them, but definitely kind of amp them up, maybe a round or two higher, just to say, sure. hey, I'm putting my flag on on this guy here. I get it. Okay, so that's fine. I'm, I'm teasing Bissell. I like him. Um, so it's no no hate Bissell's or anything a good there. Dude. Yeah, very good guy. But even the rest of the picks, the 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 sixty five through uh, the 66, 67, 65, those three. Then you get seventy seven. Okay, I'm a little bit more into it. The 86, 80, 85, 86 in League Six and Five respectively. I wish I'd have been in those leagues because I could have gotten him. And so it is a small like maybe I'm making too much out of say a twenty pick difference, but I think it means a lot to me to like not. I think you just need Mondesi to do so much when you're taking him in that top. 70 range like he has to he has to come out and and really do something for you like you can't get 
the Jonathan VR 2017, where he puts up 11 and 23 with a 72 WRC plus. Because his skills did fall to Mond- like they were they were terrible. He went to 30% strikeout rate from 26, and he went to 7% walk rate from 12. And he bounced back a little bit this year with a 14.29. But even that, I don't want that at pick 70. So yeah, I think I, I, I'm out. I'm out on him before I ever got a chance to take Mondesi. I guess it's it's keeper only. But I don't even, I don't have him anywhere. And he, hey, I will say this too: Mondesi is is prospect pedigree i mean he is raul mondesi's kid hopefully he does not follow all of his footsteps and end up in prison but uh you, you know there's a lot of talent here and i know that there's some there was probably some prospect fatigue this year even when he started to do some things because he's been around so long he i think he was one of those who came into pro ball at 16 so he's been around since 2012 and people are probably like oh you know we, we moved on from this guy but he's 22 uh, but I almost think that, that that can work against him too because you're still talking about a 23-year-old who's next year who's still developing. So I'm just upset, I guess, because I'm not going to be able to get him because I, 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 I can't pay that price. I just can't do it. Yeah, not for a guy who's got like a 300 OB, OBP. I just can't. Bingo. No. I just can't do it. just <laughs> I... can't do it. All right. Uh, let's talk about a few other guys here. Another, another uh, in the Vlad Jr. realm. The the other guy similar to him who we thought should have been called up that but wasn't. Eloy Jimenez uh, goes uh, on average at ninety two. Now this is a little bit more in There's my room wheel for profit here. I can get I can get on board with this. You're talking about a guy who had a an amazing season across Double and Triple A. Really, uh, almost dead even. Seasons he went 53 games at triple A, or excuse me, double 55 at triple and uh, 926, uh, oh, 925, excuse me, in double A, 996 in triple A. So he was even better in triple A. Love that, love everything he's done. I don't, th- you know, they brought up Kopech, uh, they didn't bring up Jimenez this year, but I don't think that they're gonna, even though they're not gonna be really competing, I don't think they're gonna hold him down much beyond the Acuna date, which was August or April 25th. So I think we're going to see him in April at some point, uh, Eloy Jimenez. Um, by the way, they're putting some things together. They could come quicker than we think, too, uh, for the White Sox, especially if Reynaldo Lopez and, and Gilito and Rondon, Rodon excuse me, build on, on some of the stuff they've done this year. Not saying that they would compete next year, but they, they have. we know that they have an amazing farm system. If some of their bats start to click, including Jimenez, they're going to be a feisty little team as well. But uh, what do you think of Jimenez here at 90, 92? Totally fine. I think, with, what... uh, I, I think this is where I kind of hoped we would see <laughs> the the other prospects of the world. Yeah. Um, I, Vlad, or Vlad, you mean? I, I think they got to bring him up, yeah. I, I think this gives me a, a lot more profit potential. I think there's still some risk, and obviously uh, w- with Eloy that maybe there isn't with the you know, the Juan Sotos, the Acunas of the world, and stuff like that, but sure. um, I, I think there's no reason he won't be up early on next year. I think that's largely, largely the reason they didn't bring him up in September is they didn't want to start the clock right away, so... Uh, I think they're going to get past that tax day, you know, ish area and he'll be up and, uh, and he's going to hit for a ton of power. Um, yes. I, I think he's going to be a monster. I really, really like Eloy, man. It's got to see him in fall league, watch him take batting practice. Saw him in the fall stars, really just an impressive, mm-hmm. impressive guy to six, four to 10, just, uh, uh, you know, the old central casting thing in terms of looking like a ball player for sure. Uh, all right. 
got to get to the next one here because this is you. This is yep, you, my guy. I did this. Three picks later. You did this. Um, three picks later on average. Actually, hang on. I think they've updated. So his ADP might have gone down a little bit, but let me find. Rugnet Odor's ADP has gone down because they they just put in where where my league took him, which was about five minutes before we started this at pick 135. So he's down to 108. He was 95 because he'd only gone in two picks, but he's down to 108. But you took him at 90. So I'm really I'm not even worried about his ADP. I'm just focused on you taking him at 90. Why did you do that? I mean, I I, I don't don't see the the no no I took him at 100. Oh, okay. That was you taking him at a hundred yeah. in League One. Okay, someone in League Five took him at ninety. Uh, get that get that person on the phone, please. Yeah, I, 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 need to talk I, to I can't remember. I don't who really it like was. pick one hundred though. I really don't because yes, Why? he went eighteen and twelve this year. He's twelve for twenty four on the bases, dude. At some point, he's not going to be able to run anymore. But he's still running <laughs> this year. Okay, this year. Uh, you, they you do know. you get this year stolen bases next year? Do you get to take those? I do believe I do. I get to do whatever I want. I'm oh, in charge okay. of this thing. You are in charge of the league. So you're going to add, yeah. like, before the league starts, it's going to say 12 SBs for, for Justin. Yes. Okay. That, okay. That's, that's how this now, works. It is only 18 homers, but but full season, it's more of the back to the Sex, mid, mid to upper half. 20s because he did yeah. only play 119 games. Um, second listen. half, he's got 12 home runs and seven stolen bases, 273, yeah. 340, uh, 507. He had a dreadful, dreadful start. The first two months, he was sub. Uh, 550 OPS combined, including some time missed in April. Since then, he's really been on track. But of course, sputtering to the finish as well. 517 OPS this month. Um, seven for 13. Like at some point, they say just stop, dude. It's not working for you. And he's never been a good base stealer. But this is disgusting. This is a 50% success rate. I mean, no. He's 51 <laughs> no. for 90 in his career. 57%. That is terrible. Do they, so do, that's do they my say biggest. it next year? Because this is, again, this is a team that's not going to be good. Be good. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I, I think they start to, yeah. And that that's my biggest issue. Not that I don't believe his power can come back because, like I said, full season, it's about a 25 pace, which, you know, is a stone's throw from the 30 that he had. That's a, As Ron Chandler likes to say, that's a few gusts of wind. So I'm not even so worried about that. Plus, if he doesn't front the league two months of a 550 OPS, then Odor, um, you know, will probably be hitting close to 30 again. But I think it's going to be 30 and five. And I don't want that at pick 100 with a bad batting average. Well, I mean, if that's what you think, then I, yeah, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm thinking he's a 30-15 guy with a 260 batting average. And that to me works well. Why not Daniel Murphy, who went 30 picks later? He's getting older. Where is he going to play next year? Why not Yohan Moncada, who actually knows how to steal a base and knows that like if the catcher has it and is going to throw Moncada you out. Was, Moncada go. was in the conversation for me, but the batting average is so bad. And, I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's atrocious. so, so bad. 231 but... each of the last two years leading baseball and strikeouts. So that's, that, that's a fair pushback. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find. There haven't been a lot of second basemen to go around him, so he is kind of out there on an island. Um, and you also uh, have to remember, I've his... got to draft three teams. So, like, I can't take the same guys every time. Sure, um, sure. You know, sure. and so, like, you know, obviously, you know, maybe a few rounds later, I, you know, in, in one of the drafts, I take Cesar Hernandez, you know. And okay, I... here's one. Here's one, though. And I know it would have filled your mid because you already had Lindor, I believe, in League One. But why not take his teammate Elvis Sanders if you want some speed? Mm. Oh, well, I one. Think, 
I, he had a disastrous season, I know, but I think yeah. he's going to bounce back to something. I think he's going to bounce back too. Formidable. And I mean, uh, let me let me bring up that draft and make sure that because I, I did did Andrews go before that or was he still available? A- Andrews went. Um, hang on, where I just had him. Hello. Oh, he went literally the next pick. One oh, okay. one. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily have a problem with someone taking him there. I think that's a nice little bounce back by. I think the stolen bases will be fine next year. I don't think the power is where we saw it last year. Uh, like, you know, if people think that's going to bounce back. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You're I, right. You're I'm right an Odor, Odor guy. I always have been. Okay. I, I was taking him. I was taking him, you know, a, a right around his ADP this year, which I think was like 120. Um, it hurt in the first month, but it was, uh, it was, you know, pretty much great after June. So, um, I, you know, he's just, he's one of those, he's, he's one of those fantasy kryptonite guys. I'm not going to quit. Um, he's largely because he fits into that, that strategy that I usually go with that we talk about all the time where give me power and speed and I'm going to spike the average where I can. Yeah. And, and he has hit as high as like 271, which would be spiking for, for, for him if he got back to that 271 that Odor hit in 2016. Okay. Uh, all right. Then the last one uh, is Shohei Otani. I'm sure people were kind of curious of where he was going to go. Now, on fan tracks, what is the what is the situation with Otani? He can be anything. He can be whatever okay. your heart desires. Whatever you can conjure up. Okay. So he's going on an interesting range. Um, hang on. Let me pull it up. Wait. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yes, he's gone as, as high as 55 in League 3. And as low as 134. So his ADP right now is 99 for Shohei Otani. Uh, what did you think of that? And what do you think of that range? Hmm. I mean, the 55 to me uh, is um, a bit much. That ain't it, Chief. Yeah. yeah that ain't it. You can't, uh, we had, we had a discussion but... about this uh, uh, in, in my Friends of Vinzy Benefits staff chat. Um, and there were people really pushing, like, "Hey, this dude has been like a top ten hitter this year when he's hitting." Um, you know, I think there are still questions about if is he a complete hitter? Is he just a platoon guy? Um, I think there are questions about how the Angels will handle him next year. One, when does he get this surgery? Because we assume he's getting the surgery. How long does that put him out for as a hitter? And then how do they handle their his rehab in terms of? Is are they gonna do all the rehabbing in Anaheim? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Or are they gonna? Or are you gonna have to plan to miss him for two months? You know, in July when they decide they want to go send him on a rehab assignment. So I mean, I think there's a lot of questions here on how what his usage is gonna be, and so that takes him yeah. out of the top hundred for me. Uh, I think that's fair. Yeah. And I think then you're starting to play with, okay, if you're in a daily moves format, that, that, that makes it a little bit easier to deal with because you can move him in, in and out of your lineup and, and not have to worry about, well, he's not going to hit because they're facing three straight lefties. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but he's not going to be on any of my teams. I'm just going to be honest. I just He's yeah. just not going to happen. Unless he drops outside the top 150, which I don't think is going to happen. And no, the lowest is mocks, gone. Yeah, it's 134. in your, in your he's league. He's not going to be on my team, and I'm okay with that. Al Malkior took him 127 in my league. I was I was keeping an eye on him. He was in my queue for my next pick, which happened to be um, seven picks later, and I took Michaelis. I, I would have considered Otani there. Um, but 
maybe not because I do need pitching more. And I, I and I and I think Otani, you take him as a as kind of a hitter first next year, and mm-hmm. and you don't know what you're going to get out of the pitching. So I don't think you're getting anything out of the about. pitching. I mean, I, maybe maybe some second half stuff. I I don't know. But I mean, he hasn't even had the surgery yet. Like, I, I, is he 100 even getting it? I don't know, but if he doesn't get it, even, that scares me just as much as if he I know. does. I know. No, you're right. You're right. That's completely fair. By the way, is he your AL Rookie of the Year? I think he has to be, right? I think so, too, but uh, t- tell that to Yankees fans. Like, I, I don't – like, who Who are they – are they saying that Glabar? No, Andohar, actually. Oh, they're more yeah. – well, at least the ones I talked to. I'm just talking about my personal experience, but uh, they're more Andohar over, uh, over Glaber. And, um, you know, here's the thing for me. He doesn't have as many plate appearances, right? You're sure. talking about 566 to 330. But throw in uh, a, a cool – 50 elite innings of pitching, 331 ERA, 116 whip. Like that's okay. Elite might be overstating, but that's fantastic. If you're not, if you don't want to say elite, I fine, think he's going to lose. Let, let, let me let me start by this. I think he's going to lose because like Mike Petriello uh, on the Statcast podcast brought up a really good point that I never really thought about is that. A lot of the old school. The vote, racist against Jap- Oh no, go ahead. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm wow, just kidding. Mike, why would you say that? Uh, I can't believe you said that. And yeah. he wasn't saying it about himself. He was no, outing. No, his he was outing. Yeah, BWAA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we're kidding. We're kidding. Not funny. Uh, no, kidding. he's saying that like a lot of the old school writers, like they sort by stat columns when they go and make their votes because they're That's not the watching all these games, and he's not going to be qualified as a pitcher. And I don't even yep. know if he's qualified as a hitter. Like, so he's not going to show up. And so people will completely leave him off their ballot because he Gross. didn't show up. And that's what's no. going to hurt him. That's why he's going to lose. Um, oh, that's disgusting. You know, okay, here's one for you. Here's one for you. Who leads the AL in uh, in rookie war? In rookie war? Yeah. I'll, and uh, it's being be a little obvious, it's not. I'll be a little obvious here and let you know that it's neither of the two guys we talked about. Three guys. It's neither Yankee. It's not Otani. Okay. You'll never get this. Like, You'll look. never get this. Dun, dun. Clevenger. Not a rookie. Oh. AL East. I'll give you. I'll give you a AL clue. I'll start. East. I'll start whittling this down. You'll um, never get this. You don't even think he's a rookie. I'm sure. I I I don't like no. Who is it? Joey Wendell. I Has hate, I hate point- the race. I just. <laughs> I hate the Rays. Three point five WAR, and uh, Otani has. The Rays have been the bane of my existence this year, and once again, (laughs) you somehow work it in. I just, I I hate. I just, yeah, no, I hate the Rays. Yeah, so he's at three point five. Uh, and uh, and it's not just defense, by the way. Obviously, his defense does help. No, he but he's hit got the ball pretty well. Actually. Really healthy, uh, 303, 352, 439 slash line there. And fantasy-wise, seven homers, 15 SBs. Great AL-only guy there. Wow, if you're getting that, you picked off the wire. Bases? Yep, that's been, that's been a huge key for Joey One. Now, he's an older guy, too. So don't uh, be investing. 28-year-old, Ricky. Yeah. Oh, my Don't God. be investing in him thinking, like, yo, I got this uh, this long-term guy. He kind of – that's a finished product, right? That's, I, that's like, for me, is. like, it, this is so funny because I, I just brought up their, their, their lineup on roster resources. And you look at their team and you go, God, this is a garbage team. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not no, kidding. No, I mean, no. like. But just, I mean, you look at you look at the lineup and you go, this is not like a team that should be winning. What do they have? Eighty five wins. Like this is not a team that should have eighty five wins. 
but it, it's it's a lot of like what I talk about from fantasy, uh, from a fantasy perspective is it's all a puzzle, and if the pieces fit together perfectly, it doesn't have to have gone yep. together like you it's, know right you know or it, it doesn't a, have to be uh, beautiful like it. The Bill James thing. He's talked about how if you're average everywhere, you're a damn fine. T- like you're a really good team. And, uh, you know, they've got a bunch of like 100s of WRC plus or, or just, just under or just over of, of, you know, fucking, I just love Blake Snell is the number one pitcher. Tyler Glass is the number five pitcher. Bullpen game. Bullpen game. Bullpen, bullpen, yep. Game. It's, it's, it's like, wild. They just, they just, they, you know, I, I tell people all the time, like, you know, and I'll admit this on air, like uh, in terms of. You know, that, Colette, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh. But you know, I'm not the best statistician and I'm not the best scout, but I do believe that for the most part I am one of the best game players out there. And I feel like the Rays have outplayed everybody in terms of yep. the game. Like their strategies just work and uh you know that's Well and think about this. It, in season they traded Ramos and Colomy, like their their closer and their catcher and, and uh, Nathan Ivaldi, their number uh, and Archer, their number two and three pitcher behind Snell, and they've gotten better. Like it's wild, man. And if they hadn't lost that uh, that heartbreaker yesterday, they'd be looking at eighty six and sixty six right now, and nowhere to be found for the playoffs because the AL is so difficult, particularly their division. In the National but just League, the AL they in would general. be a playoff team in m- most of the divisions, and definitely in the wild card. They'd be right there with the Dodgers uh, and the Braves. In fact, they have the same record as them, at least the same amount of wins. They are. They- They'd be one ahead in the loss column, so they'd actually be leading those divisions. They'd be right on the heels of the uh, Cubs and Brewers, but they would be they would have that second wild card by three games over the Rockies. So it is pretty wild, but um, that's going to wrap us up. I think uh, hopefully folks enjoyed talking about this. I know a lot of you are trying to finish your leagues. Again, good luck. Hit us up on Twitter if you have individual questions, but we're going to be doing a lot of forward-looking stuff, and if you have topics you want us to cover that are forward-looking, let us know. We might consider those, but uh, we'll, we'll revisit these for sure because I think the middle rounds are going to be a lot, a lot of fun with these leagues, so we'll kind of talk top 100 and beyond the next time that we uh, that we review. Probably not next week because I want to give it some time to really get, mm-hmm. get everything going, but uh, maybe two weeks from now is when we'll do it. So, Justin, I hope you have a good weekend. I'll talk to you later. Take it easy. Want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy baseball league? Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. Download SquadQL for free for your Apple and Android devices. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup each day based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. How does SquadQL actually do this? The app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster, your league's scoring system. The app also provides waiver wire recommendations, daily updates to player rankings, and much more. Head to the Apple app or Google Play stores to download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy baseball manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL. 
the leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android. 